For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals podcast that focuses on none other than the Arizona Cardinals. We cover it. Uh, my my homeboy, my brother, and myself. My name is Javon J. Love Adams, and I host this show alongside the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He played professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League, and he played in the Atlanta Falcons first play Super Bowl appearance and so he is a vested member of a uh, vested uh, uh, person in the in the National Football League that's important because some people play one season some people get two he got enough seasons in to be vested how you doing brother Ed I'm doing pretty good man I you know unfortunately I have something in common with someone we talked about last week uh, he played minor league baseball now he's a uh, I guess a future tight end in the NFL as well Tim Tebow so you know I, I guess I have to eat Eat it, and and I guess you know, just I guess marinate on that for a while. We'll see, we'll see, because we'll see if uh if he has a target on his back from some of those folks that are going to be his supposed teammates. But from what uh from when I hear what Ron Wolfley talk about uh, uh players in the National Football League, they always call he calls them mercenaries, calls y'all mercenaries because you know you guys are out for self. You want the team to do well, but you got to do well for self as well because once you once you get injured, the team is quick to say next man up and forget about you so we haven't forgot about kyler murray so we're going to get into some a little bit of football discussion the national the nfl do i got a quick aside when you're in the league do you call it the national football league do you call it the nfl or i'm, I'm always curious so of those inside the inside the, the the machine do you call it the national football league or do you just say nfl or just what how do you refer to it i'm just curious um, I guess it all is all in uh, reference to who's asking you a question or something like that. You know, somebody asks you where you play ball, you know, they say I played in the league or, you know, you'll use NFL sometime, but you know, most of the time they'll want to know what league, and, you know, for me, I can get multiples. I'm like, <laughs> I, played in a, I played in the world league of American football. Yeah. I yeah. played in the NFL. Yes. I played in the XFL. Yes, sir. I can go, I can go down the gamuts. <laughs> yes, sir. So we got to get into uh, the NFL uh, pro football focus. They put out a list uh, ranking quarterbacks. And so I want to get into where 
where they have Kyler Murray and then some of the other quarterbacks there as well. So want to get into your thoughts on that. And then this is the time of year where you see some of those mini caps coming, mini camps that are going to be coming up. Uh, the Even though the, the, uh, the players association is trying to kind of push back on having players attend those mini camps, et cetera. But uh, I want to get your thoughts, especially from somebody from your perspective. And when I say this, I say this with all, I know you've referred to yourself. You were somebody that had to grit and grind and scratch and claw for every opportunity that you got. So your thoughts on mini caps, maybe even a mini camp story, we'll take that wherever you want to take it. But when it comes to being here in the Phoenix market, we, uh, I am a Lakers fan and the Phoenix Suns and the Lakers will be playing each other in the first round of the playoffs. It's, it's interesting because the Lakers are a seven seed and the Suns are a two seed. The Lakers had a lot of injuries this season. And so it's not often that you'll see that the number seven seed is favored over the number two seed. So if you're trying to do a little something, you might want to keep this in mind here because bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag and use your mobile or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online the online sports book experts believe in the arizona cardinals so brother ed i sent you a list I, I, that i came across it was for uh it was again it was put out by uh, pro football focus and again they ranked some of the different uh players the the quarterbacks of course the most important position out, out there on the field and our man, Kyler Murray, of course, was ranked on there. And one of the things I want to get to this kind of maybe the second part of this discussion, how can you the, how can you put a rookie on this list and when they haven't even played yet? But anyway, the point is they have this list that they came out with. And if you have that list in front of you, as I'm trying to pull this up myself, where did they have the one and only Kyler Murray QB1 Ranked out of 32 quarterbacks, they had him at number 17. 17. And 17, and that's an interesting number, uh, according to and why it's so interesting is some of the ones that are in front of him, and then yes. some of the ones that are behind him. So, you take it from there where you want to go. I yeah. definitely got some things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, when in terms of the way that uh, pro football focus. Uh, define this the quarterback PFS quarter quarterback rankings are based on grading every player on every play and tapping into multiple years of data to project future performance we go beyond just last season's performances and the grading works to isolate each quarterback's performance from that of his supporting cast making for more effective projections which kind of goes to the point that I made if if you're going off of previous year's data then how can you have somebody for example like a Trevor Lawrence higher than somebody who already played but so if we're looking at this of course the number one just to give you an idea so number one of course Patrick Mahomes so okay stands to reason you can you can understand that and as you mentioned where we have the QB one at they got your boy your boy Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins your man's in them higher than Kyler Murray they also have Ben Roethlisberger at number 16 they have Justin Herbert at number 15 and, and the aforementioned Kirk Cousins at number 14. 
Just they have Derek Carr at number 13. I don't know. I probably would see that a little bit closer, that bunched a little bit closer because Derek Carr, even though he plays on my Raiders, he's 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 middling, I would say for sure. But your thoughts on that. Do any of those stand out to you? The Justin Herbert stands out to me as kind of that that flavor of the month in a lot of ways as to maybe them ranking him in in essence so high when you're looking at such a an arbitrary uh type of uh type of uh listing yeah once one year sample for justin herbert i mean you know they he's like you said he's the flavor of the month and i can see why they're very high on him he showed a lot of poise uh great arm i liked his presence on the field and you also have to remember he was thrust into that role because he wasn't even supposed to play uh, start the season last year. And then the, the team doctor went in there and started puncturing lungs and stuff like that. <laughs> and he was thrown from game one into emergency service. So, you know, I like yes. what he did. I'll take it <clears throat> a different route at number 10. No, let me step back real quick. At one point when the Cardinals were six and three, five and two, remember? Yes. They were talking about Kyler Murray as a potential MVP candidate, right? Yes, sir. And then obviously he fell off and, you know, didn't, reach those standards the rest of the year but i look at number 10 with baker mayfield baker mayfield is a game manager and anybody you listen to will tell you the same thing the browns are better when baker does less right right so you take a kyler murray who's expected to do so much be a part of the running game he's you know trying to be a you know develop this passing game he's trying to do so many different things out there multi-dimensional yet you have a quarterback like baker mayfield with that running game that he has right two-headed monster so he's got that advantage as well and you have him at number 10 i really don't understand this list and then you brought up some other names like uh kirk cousins who was Basically, his team wins despite of him, not because of him. <laughs> and and that's not even on a consistent basis. You got uh, Justin Herbert, like you said, but then you got Roethlisberger, who's, Roethlisberger, who's on his last leg yes, at 16. And then let's throw another name out there, Brian Tannehill. Yeah. I mean, see, is that uh, it? See, our, our brother, uh, our brother uh, um, Earl, Earl Burnett, he is a fan of Tannehill. He's one of those guys that thinks that he's an underrated type of player. But and I'm on, I, I'm with you there in terms of I'm I just I'm just for whatever reason just not so sold on Tannehill. But I get what you're where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm you know, nothing against Tannehill because he is winning, and that's yes. what it's all about. Right. What I'm talking about is what you need from your quarterback to be successful, and his development and you know the things that he brings to the table. Like a lot of people will argue about. Well, Lamar Jackson, you know, if he falls behind, he got, he can't do this and he get all the things he can't do. Right. Right. But think about when he's on point, when he's doing everything he's supposed to be doing that dude, he's already, he already has an MVP under his belt because of right. what he did for a solid season. And, you know, I'm looking at, like I said, Ryan Tannehill, do you ever expect Ryan Tannehill to be an MVP candidate? No. no. Uh, no. Bakerman Mayfield. No. And you know, where they have Kyler Murray, it's right smack dab in the middle. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. still got a long way to go in terms of his, of his development and everything. But what I have a problem is when you start putting some of those other names in front of him, are we basing I'm, – I'm trying to figure out the criteria what we're basing this on because if you're talking about a quarterback and his dynamic skills, what he brings to the table week in and week out, I would definitely put Kyler Murray a notch ahead of a couple of, of those other uh, 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 quarterbacks you mentioned. And on the flip side, like a Burrow, I've seen what he does. Uh, you got some of these other quarterbacks. I'll bring up your point. Trevor Lawrence, we haven't seen him throw a a, a pass in the league yet. 
he cannot be on this list. I'm sorry. Right. I know what he's done in college, but you cannot have him on this list. And then if you're a San Francisco 49er fan with Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm like, where's the love, man? Right. I mean, it's, they got him at 22. He's t- the last full healthy season. He actually took his team to the Super Bowl, if I remember correctly. Yet he's still disrespected on a consistent basis. Obviously, San Francisco, they go out and they get their, I guess, their new franchise quarterback. But, you know, I, I, if I was Jimmy, I'd feel that as a slight, too, being all the way down there at 22. But There's definitely, that- as far as Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray, I think he's somewhere near where he should be. I think he should be a tad bit higher when you look at some of the dudes that are in front of him, though. There's also disrespect where it comes to Jared Goff being <laughs> if you yeah. Jared Goff, I feel disrespected because I got you got Justin Fields ahead of me who hasn't taken a snap. And then if you're Cam Newton, good lord, they got my man <laughs> over at number number twenty seven. And and that's just I mean, it's it's just disrespectful. But one question I wanted to ask you be and I want to get into uh, a, a mini camp story or just a story about just your reflection or your insight that you can provide in terms of what happens at mini camp, those types of things. But I wanted to ask you this. With Matthew Stafford, uh, I believe he is at number 10, if I looked at that correctly. How do you view Matthew Ma- Matthew Stafford? Do you view him as more of a stat stuffer? Or is 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 some of the – because there are, there are those that will praise him because he has put up great numbers despite the, the failings of the organization. And others that say if you look a little bit more micro at him, that he might be – that those numbers that he puts up is after is when they're down. And so you, so you're not going to run the ball. You're going to pass it. So you're going to make some completions because you're passing it. So just real quick, your thoughts on Stafford, do you see him as a stat stuffer type of guy? Well, I think he's a stat stuffer because he has to be, because he is in such a horrible organization. And I can say that I played with the Lions and I, they were bad when I played with them. They've been bad ever since. And not just, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about on the field. I'm talking about front office, uh, coaching, you name it. They've figured out a way every single year to make bad decisions on and off the field. Stafford has been probably one of the, the, the small shining lights they've had over the years. But think about the town, some of the towns they've had there that just came and went. They have dudes that will come and retire early. That's like the thing with Detroit. You finally get so tired of it. You're like, I got to get out of here. I'm just going to retire. I'm not even going to come back. You know, Uh, Stafford, I think he's a very talented quarterback. He's been in a bad situation for a long time. I'm assuming in the hands of Sean McVay in uh, Los Angeles with the Rams, we're going to finally see what this dude has to okay. offer in terms of being a, a, a much more complete package. Right. And I think he's going to open some eyes and set some critics up in, in terms of, you know, being able to lead a team and, and get them to the playoffs. And they could be very dangerous on the on his back. I mean, with the weapons they have and the, the offensive mind of McVay, I think it, and it, it'll be – I don't think it's going to take two or three seasons for everybody to change their mind on Stafford. Okay. You're going to see such a difference from him in this one year, in my opinion – whether it be from the coaching against the game plans, preparation, everything. I think he's actually going to show he's actually been hidden uh, in Detroit for a long time under a lot of doo-doo. <laughs> and we'll definitely get at least two uh, two shots at uh, two two opportunities to take, to take a look at him, being that he plays within the division, of course. Real so- quick, can I give you a real quick uh, uh, analogy? Yes, sir. Imagine if you found a big old diamond, like a two-pound diamond, and it was covered in dog stuff that was buried in the backyard, right? <laughs> yes. When you finally, you know, what you're going to do? You're going to reach in and grab that thing, right? <laughs> What's the first thing you're going to do when you get home? Clean it up? 
clean it up. And then, what do you go? What you got? You got yourself a pretty, pretty diamond. <laughs> All you gotta do now is go wash your hands, get sanitized. You're good to go. <laughs> I hate you, man. I love your analogies. You are always so on point. Always so on point. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. This is that time of the off season where you start to see some of those mini camps come up. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, that the the players, uh, the players union is trying to push back on that in terms of the, the mini camps and all that, because they're supposed to be voluntary, but that's kind of tongue in cheek for the most part, your thoughts on mini camps, how does that, how can, or do, can they help the team to prepare for a successful upcoming season? And do you have any type of mini camp stories that you, or, or just in terms of reflections on mini camps? You know, in in today's game, they well today's structure, because of the collective bargaining agreements, they've they've maneuvered a lot of the hard work out of the mini camps and the things that the teams can do and get from the players during the off season. They've always been like a lot of those workouts have always been um, voluntary, but there's an old saying they're voluntary mandatory, right? You know, especially for a player like myself. I mean, if I could, I'd have set up a cot in front of my locker just because I wanted to be seen every day. I wanted them to know, hey, I'm here to work, and uh, whatever you need from me, I'm going to give it to you, you know. And then there are the star players who could care less about those mini camps because, one, they don't even want to be there. They got nothing to prove. They already got their money, uh, got their spot on the roster solidified. So it's an inconvenience for those guys. Right. Like I said, for the back-end guys, this is valuable time. And you would think, you know, it's a, there's not a lot of hitting – then the off seasons, uh, especially now, but back in the day, I mean, even just running walkthrough drills. I mean, I wanted to make sure they knew it. I knew exactly what I'm supposed to do on this play. Even if we're just walking through it, right. I'm supposed to get that dude right there or pick up this blitz. But I wanted to let them know that I've been in my book. You know, we have, we haven't started going full speed or hitting or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to let them know I'm present. And, you know, it's really important for the younger cats coming in and think about this, even the guys who, missed out on mini camps and everything last year because of COVID. This is very valuable for them as well. I know they've, you know, gone through full season and they've kind of trial by trial by fire or whatever. They just kind of got thrown into things, but there'll be an awful lot of learning for those even second year guys. And the first year guys, like I said, they they'll come in with their heads spinning and looking at all these formations and motions and uh, for you know, everything you can imagine, but they'll get a head start and trying to, to digest it all. But, you know, for me, I, I you know, I, I, I know real great stories. Now I got great training camp stories, yeah. mini camp stories, uh, you know, those are, Pretty much, like I said, because they were mostly walkthrough and drills and stuff like that. You know, we never put we didn't put the pads on until the summer. So in those, like I said, I was just trying to do everything I could, make sure I didn't do any blunderous things, and and make sure I, you know, I, I saw dudes that didn't make it through many camps to training camp. You know, you okay. can't that can't happen because the one thing you got to remember, even during this time of the year. Jay, they're still out there forming and shaping the roster. Right. So, you know, there's some free agents still uh-huh. out there, and they're trying to decide. And they'll see a dude, and they're like, he can't even catch on to this stuff in, in walkthroughs. So he might be a problem come August and, and, and September. So they, they're out there looking now. So yeah. there are dudes. You can't, you can't win a job in uh, May and June, but you definitely can't lose one. Now, along those lines, <laughs> couldn't it be somebody who has a, a different view of themselves 
they might think that they're a little bit higher in stature than they are. So when they, if they do come to mini camp and they just walk through, they just really go through the motions. I mean, I know you're, you're going through the motions in mini camp, but they really go half speed or they really act nonchalant about it. The same thing can happen to those guys and they get knocked down a couple of pegs and maybe get jettisoned from the team because they think they thought they were more important than they actually were. Well, they, they, you know, coaches are always monitoring that stuff too, especially guys that talk the big game. And then you can you can tell some some <laughs> guys. The analogy are would be the analogy would be you see that woman in the club, girl. When we get back, it's gonna be on. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be on. on. <laughs> and then when you're done, she said, "You was just a plain old cracker." Three pump up. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they keep a track of the dudes that are all running their mouth and, and usually guys have a reputation. If it's you know, most first year, second year guys, you you know, they are pretty quiet. But you can tell dudes that think they've been around the block a couple of times and want to come in and it's all talk this and they monitor that type of attitude because they know the problems only will get worse once the season comes because now right. uh, I think I used the the, the the line from last week. Playtime's over once the regular season gets here and is all funny and games are over. And they don't like those dudes that come in and practical jokers and this that they want to see somebody who's serious about their craft. And like I said, there are dudes like I said have worked their way out of a position on the team just from their attitude and their approach, even in the off season. Got you. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is a special episode of believe in the Arizona Cardinals, because next week I'll be bringing it to you. I might have a special guest. I might fly solo, but our, but our man, Ed Smith is going to be uh, undergoing a little bit of surgery. I know he's mentioned it. I know he's mentioned it on our radio show, but, uh, but that's going to be next week. And it's, it's not a moment too soon that, uh, that this is, we want that pain that you are feeling to be, to be relieved and to get you back to running marathons like you've been no to to be able to get you to to be more active and just to be pain-free and all that man so so i just want to say uh you know you and my prayers man and i know that things are going to go well from what i understand the doctor that will be performing that surgery is a well accomplished and uh well accomplished uh, surgeon so so definitely going to miss you take your time and heal up man now, I appreciate it, Jay. You've been along the entire ride with me, and I appreciate all the support. And, uh, you know, we put faith in God that he's going to bring me through this. And, you know, before long, instead of doing all that uh, chair dancing, I'll be able to get up and do my real two-step you know, <laughs> with you. So. <laughs> I, heard that. I heard that. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. We will see you next week. And so tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And we also want to let you know that we are presented by Bet Online. And like we always like to say around this time, are you kidding? Till next week, be easy out there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.